Sportscast. What's going on, sports fans? Welcome to another episode of KFR Sportscast. I am one of your hosts, BG Brian Gilbert, and joined with, as always, Big Sexy Jacob Raider and the heel Jacob Bradley. And today we are going, 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 going into, going again, if you know me, you know I don't talk so good, okay? <laughs> but we are going into the NBA standings. We are inching closer to the playoffs. And we are going to see where your favorite team and our favorite teams sit as of right now. Maybe not so much uh, the heel, but because his team is on the heel. Take but, tank, tank for higher seating in the draft lottery. Thank you. <laughs> uh, but as always, we will start with the Eastern Conference. With Miami clinching their division at number mm-hmm. one, followed by the Philadelphia 76ers, the Milwaukee Bucks, the Celtics of Boston sitting at number four, uh, the Chicago Bulls sitting at number five, the Cleveland Cavaliers at six, Toronto Raptors at seven, the Brooklyn Nets at eight, the Charlotte Hornets at nine, the Atlanta Hawks at 10, and then the rest of those people down there. The Knicks and the Wizards sitting at 11 and 12, and then the Pacers, the Pistons, and the Magic all eliminated from playoff contention. So, yes, Miami looking to get back to the NBA Finals in the first time since the bubble year of 2020 and prove that the bubble was just a, uh advantage. You're going to say that it wasn't a fluke. That it wasn't a fluke, but that it was an advantage for LA and their super team. Uh, even though LA's super team isn't so super anymore. So, who do we touch on? Well, why don't we talk about the the the, the talk about the league and not to sound biased, but let's talk about the Celtics here because what a complete one eighty turnaround this team has had within the last I want to say like like ever since the all-star break let's let's just call it as it is right uh these guys have been on fire on fire as of late all right you want to talk about like like just on a roll like obviously they uh um, they are nine and one in their last ten, and they just uh, <laughs> they've just been steamrolling through teams, man. Like uh, you know, uh, I'm going. I'm going to try and pull up their stats here. Just bear with me here. Um, they've taken over the uh, in in defensive rankings. They are the number one rated defense in the NBA, um, and that's kind of been the the Celtics' mo over the past. I want to say like five or six years that they play like a lot of defense. And I feel like before the all-star break that they weren't doing it as well as they are now. And I feel like that's a big reason and getting uh, some, I mean, if you just watch their games, 
they are selfless with the ball. Like you, you look at, you look at a possession of the Celtics this, this year uh, after the all-star break, it, it like their ball movement kind of mirrors some of those old school, like Spurs teams with like Duncan Ginobili Parker, they got that type of ball movement. Like where it just like, they're just moving the ball. Like any, everybody gets like, they don't find the good shot. They find the great shot and find the best. They find the best shot. Yes. Like, I mean, you know, like you look at their, uh, their, um, I'm sorry. Uh, their three point percentages. Uh, they are as a team. They're shooting 35 percent from from three point range. Um, the, they're shooting as a team. They're shooting forty five percent from the floor. And I mean, as a team, that's pretty damn good right now. Um, they are averaging about um, per game defensive rebounds per game. They're averaging about thirty five defensive rebounds per game. They're averaging uh, 24.2 assists per game. Um, and they're averaging about 7.1 steals, 5.1 blocks. And uh, they're averaging 13.0 turnovers. Uh, uh, their opponents against them are averaging 13 turnovers a game. So they are getting you know they're getting uh they're getting their hands on 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 the ball when the in the passing lanes they're they're forcing turnovers uh they're they're making plays on the rim robert williams has turned into an elite rim protector in this league uh this kid uh we drafted him late in the first round i, be, I believe in 2018 and this kid's emerged into one of the top 12 like 10 centers in this game uh especially on the defensive end i mean the guy's a little bit undersized as a center but i mean the kid can jump out of the gym and uh you know uh marcus smart early in the year called out jason tatum and uh jalen brown for not getting the team involved enough and that that marcus smart doing that actually turned out to be a positive thing for this team. He's like what Marcus Smart is to the Boston Celtics is what Draymond Green is to the the Golden State Warriors. Like he is the our that that leader that that the the most vocal guy on the floor. I hear a lot of experts saying that Marcus Smart should be up for defensive player of the year. Like he he's not afraid of anyone. You you put him on your be- on on their best score, and he will, and he is not afraid to go up and get him. Like, the, like he like he's like one of those players that he's like not going to completely shut him down, but he's going to make them he's going to make them work for it. So, I'm just very happy with the way the Celtics have been playing as of late, uh, and and they've quietly jumped up into people's favorites to win the East this year. And you know what? I got to back that up, man. I was very skeptical of this team before the all-star break, but now I feel as they're in a good a position as any team in this, in this conference to go and win, win the East and make it to the finals. So that's what I got to say about that. Well, I don't have that much to say. Uh, so Chicago has struggled. Uh, they are three and seven in their last 10. Uh, and I believe if you were to expand that, they would be probably like 
five and eight, I think, or something like that, you know. Um, but sitting at sitting at five, like, am I happy that they are better than they were last year? Absolutely. I think they were only like a 25 win team last year. So to have at least 42 wins this year, I'd say we're doing okay. Uh, you know, do I think, do I think that we'll come back up and win the East? Probably not. Uh, but happy with the five seed where we're at, you know, just to, cause I think if we get Lonzo ball back, if we can get uh, IO playing the way that he was playing earlier in the year again, and, uh, you know, we just got Patrick Williams back, uh, not, you know, just recently. So I think if, you know, we start getting these players back and really start getting back into rhythm, we can make a, we can make a good deep run into the playoffs. Uh, that's, that's all I really got to say about that. Yeah. On some other side notes, I'm actually really impressed with uh, Miami and what they're able to do and with mm-hmm. that roster. And uh, honestly, they've just, they've been the team all season in the East that can't seem to be ignored. Nothing seems to shake this team, and they seem to be staying up near the top of the standings. So, got to give a lot of props to that team. Let me tell you, Eric Spolstra is probably a top 15 coach all time. I got to, I got to flat out admit that to myself. Uh, he just, he knows. I'll second that statement. He, you know, there was a time period, you know, where he definitely benefited from getting, you know, the big three and all that, and that definitely pads the stats just a little bit. But outside of that, you've seen what he's done with every level amount of talent you've seen that and nothing can really shake this guy uh i I mean i don't have the numbers in front of me or anything like that but i'm pretty sure his losing seasons are very low this this guy's you know the hall of famer when it's all said and done so uh, great coaching staff and you know kudos to miami um trying to think of other teams um I mean, to build, while you think, to build, to build on uh, Eric Spolstra, I think it also helps. I mean, Eric Spolstra is, is a great mind, a great-minded coach in, in himself, but I think it also helps when, you know, you have management and uh, organization that's led by Pat Riley. Yep. I mean, Pat I Riley was, gonna, was a fantastic coach. I was just going to make coach. that point. So I think that also helps. I mean, when you have somebody like that behind you, I mean, that almost, you know, that's equivalent to some of these, you know, head coaches that would have like Phil Jackson behind them, you know, I mean, as great as Phil Jackson was as a coach and, you know, Pat Riley is, you know, no slouch. So I think, <laughs> unless uh, you're the New York Knicks anyway, unless you're the New York Knicks, but you know, <laughs> that wasn't, that wasn't Phil Jackson's fault. That was New York's fault. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't matter what you put in New York. It just fucking just dies. It never pans out. It's always, it's always something with that damn team. Right. Can never can never stay comfortable as a Knicks fan. Right. Uh is and uh I know we, we've touched on this team uh you know quite a few times about how impressive they've been, but you know, Cleveland's still holding on to a to a six seed. Yeah, you know, with as impressive as they've been this year. Uh they're five and five in their last ten. You know, yeah. but they that that goes that goes to show like what the East is like. I mean, you know, there's Very no there's no very cutthroat. So you can go, you can go five and five and still be a six seed. You can go three and seven and still be a five seed. You can, you know, but you can also go nine and one and be a four seed in your last time, right? I mean, so with with better records, as you had stated before, before we started, Jake, with better records than Milwaukee and Philadelphia, both, 
you know, but you can still obviously other games play into that, but but you can still be a four seed. <laughs> yeah, Philadelphia's kind of turned it on a little bit too, but mm-hmm. you know, we know what we all say about the Sixers. Wait till the playoffs. Yeah. Wait till so, the playoffs um, before you can even make a judgment on that team because yeah. the like, season doesn't matter with a team like them. Like I don't think I don't think I will be able to critique the 76ers unless they make it to the finals. Give that, give that the conference finals, like the full, like the NBA finals. That's what I need from them. You give credit where it's due. James Harden's definitely been a big benefactor, mm-hmm. like a, benefit, a benefactory help to that team as well. Absolutely. Yep. Oh, oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Regardless, as much as I don't like James Harden, uh, you can't deny uh, his talent and what he can bring to a basketball team when he's motivated. Second, I second that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I second that. Yeah, yeah, his motivation plays a big factor in the team's success. If he's motivated all in 100%, that team reaps the benefits of it. But if, that's right. you know, that's that's the, always been the big question in his whole career is if he's committed, you know. Yeah. Uh, right. Um, Philadelphia has obviously been impressive since that James Harden acquisition. Uh, Milwaukee is staying up there. They are – I know they're number one in their division, but they are staying up there. They want to make it back to back-to-back finals. Yeah. Champs are, um, champs are fighting to stay alive, and, you know, they're playing really well this year as well. I mean, when you got, you know, when you got uh, the best player, I, I, who I believe to be the best player in the world, and Antetokounmpo, uh, you, you know, your chances are as good as anybody in that, in that, in that conference, let, let alone anybody in that league. Uh, I, I feel, you know, uh, if Giannis is the best player on the floor during that game, which nine times out of ten he is, uh, you know, I, I, I like their chances. You know, I, I still, you know, last video when we covered the standings, I said that they were one of my favorites to win the East, and I feel as though they they still hold that that. Uh, one of my spots now the Celtics have shown a little bit more light for me to pick them too but I definitely still got to consider Milwaukee I can't I can't deny that talent on that team so absolutely absolutely and I mean me personally as a Chicago fan I mean I would I would hate to play Milwaukee in the playoffs and I know it's gonna have it would probably have to happen at some point if we want to advance into you know the champ the conference finals or even the finals but I know as our team, we struggled. We have and we have struggled and continue to struggle against Milwaukee. Um, but so can we touch on the Nets for a couple of minutes? Uh, yeah, I guess. I guess so. let's 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 touch on them, shall we? Oh, because wow. all right, now before before you start, before you start, I gotta give. I gotta give like a partial love letter to Kyrie Irving. And I know you hate him, but when he's but when he's allowed to play through, you know, without state he's mandates, been phenomenal. he's been phenomenal. He's been phenomenal. Allowed to play, phenomenal. I can't, I can't deny that. In fantasy basketball, he's been racking me 60, 62, 50 point games, and let me tell you, in the fantasy playoffs, that is important. Yeah, he ha- he sits out half the games, and I just throw him on my IR. But when he's there, he makes a difference. And I'll I'll give him the benefit of the doubt, being like not make being able to play the games at home. I mean, it's his, it is his fault, but it's really not because I feel like the vaccine vaccine protocol in the state of New York is a little strict. But and also, it's a little hypocritical that uh you know 
the fans are able to be there unvaccinated, but he can't play unvaccinated. Yeah, that that too. That that definitely. Uh, but you know, um, this is a this is a Nets team. As much as I love to hate Kevin Durant, love to hate Kyrie Irving and company, uh, that's a team, right? If the playoffs were to end today, right, the one eight matchup, you know, minus the like, say, take away the play-in game, right? Take away those play-in games and just go to the old format, right? The one eight matchup would be Miami versus Brooklyn. If I'm Miami and that's my eight matchup, I'm scared to death. I am scared to death of that matchup because you would be like, okay, yeah, all you got to do is protect home court. But those games you play at home are the games Kyrie Irving's available to play. Yeah. <laughs> This is the like that's not that's not a safe game. <laughs> it's not a safe game. This is the dynamic so, like, I talked about. This is the dynamic I talked about earlier in the season. Like as the Nets, do you intentionally take some take some games so you can get a lower seat so Kyrie gets an extra game in there? You know what I mean? Do you and, do that? I mean, and subsequently, I think that is actually what they're doing. Like they're playing. You know they're they're playing good they're playing good enough to stay relevant, but they're playing bad enough to maintain like that eight seed, that seven seed. Like they're six yeah, and four in their last ten, right? They're playing good so, enough. To so just and their their record right now is thirty eight and thirty four. So they're 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 like they're barely over five hundred, but they're they're trending around that five hundred area. You know, so I think uh, yeah. So for as long as they can play on the road, you know that's going to be. That's going to be their their win, right? I mean, yeah. well, not guaranteed, but it's going to be their advantage, really. You know, but now, a, oh, as, sorry, go ahead, go ahead, uh, finish what you were going to say. But as basketball is right, or yeah, as basketball is, or even baseball, you know, when you get these five game series, seven game series, and everything, like it's critical to win on the road. Yep. So who knows if you if you do play Miami and you play. Uh, Wait, it, it's it's two two one one one, right? Yep. Okay, so you play, you you split at Miami, but you you have to come back to to New York. But if you were to you know win one in Miami and come back to New York, like that could give you some momentum, especially if you were to win that second one in Miami. Yeah. You know, and then come back and win one in New York. Like so, it just it it depends. I think uh, as Little Jake said, I think subsequently they are trying to hang around that eight seed. You know, on purpose, just so they can get some more away games. And then, and then also, if they could figure out how to get Ben Simmons on the floor, too. Like, I mean, you as love as much as we love to bash on Ben Simmons not being able to shoot, he's one of the best defenders in the league. That guy can defend one through five. Mm-hmm. Like, the the Nets are a scary eight seed. Okay, like I, I have to give I have to give the props where it's due. Like now, granted, if Kyrie was able to play all these games, they probably would be the outstanding favorite to win the East. I'm not going to deny that. They probably would be the outstanding favorite to win it all because just looking at the talent on that team, I feel like they would be too much for anybody, even as much as I fucking hate to say it, but it would be true. Like this is a team that if I'm a higher seed, I'm like, I'm scared to play. I'm scared to play them. Yep. So yeah, that's all. That's all I wanted to touch on as far as that goes, because that Absolutely. it's yep. going to be interesting when it comes playoff time. All right. 
Um, okay. Let's go to the Western Conference. So to the Western Conference. Uh, so we have a Phoenix Suns team who has already clinched the playoff berth uh, with yep. the best record in the NBA. And then we have the Memphis Grizzlies, the Golden State Warriors, Utah Jazz, Dallas Mavericks, Denver Nuggets, Minnesota Timberwolves, uh, the LA Clippers, the Los Angeles Lakers, the Nor- New Orleans Pelicans, and then the San Antonio Spurs, Portland Trailblazers, Sacramento Kings, Oklahoma City, and the Houston Rockets, who have been eliminated from playoff contention. Who, who are the uh, who's eliminated in the West? Just the Houston Rockets. At, 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 as of right now, it's just the Houston Rockets. So 11, 12, 13, 14 is San Antonio, Portland, Sacramento, Oklahoma City. Yeah, my advice, San Antonio, just keep tanking it. I don't, I don't want to see just like what's the point of, what's the point of just losing a playing game? Right. What? Why? 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 Yeah. Why? Why get into the playoffs if you're not, you know, going to win the whole thing? Really not going to go anywhere. Listen, um, if I have unless, a pick, unless you play the, the the Lakers, then then you might have a chance to get out of the playing yeah, game. If there's a team I, I want to pick out that I love, first off, I mean, my continuous love towards Phoenix from last season. Their ball movement, they're a beautiful team, and uh, reminds me of those old Spurs teams. And uh, they just, oh man, it's just they're a fun team to watch play basketball. But another team that I used to not really like so much that I've gotten um, soft spot for, no, so thanks to fantasy basketball and a lot of things, is, is the Memphis Grizzlies. They got a good young core there. They got good guys like Desmond Bain. They got you know Ja Morant, uh, Bra- uh, Brandon Clark. That is a good. That is a good team over there. And yeah. They've definitely earned their standing in that conference right now. Uh, they've impressed me. They've impressed me very much this season. And that is, that is a, that, you know, it, it's hard to call a two seat a sleeper, but man, let, let me tell you, that's going to be hard to go into games and win in Memphis with that team. Absolutely. And, yeah. you know, Phoenix has definitely ran away with the West. I mean, they are, you know, Memphis is definitely is the next closest in their nine games behind. Uh, with very little time to go in the NBA. Yeah. So we might see like the Western Conference, like this might be your Western Conference standings right here. Um, as I know, you know, a few episodes ago, I called that the, the Lakers wouldn't even make the playing game, which was my bold prediction. I'm still going to stick by that. Hmm. Just just in case something happens. I don't know what's where going they, to happen. Where, they, but where, are they, where are they sitting right now? They're sitting at nine. I think 31, 31 and 41 record. 31 and 41 record, and they're four and six in their last 10. I'm going to tell you, man, that's, uh, as we know, Awful. Our we, we, have, we have our resident Laker fan in Phil. Uh, but let me tell you, man, that's, uh, you, you, you build up, you build the roster, and you're like, man, we're just going to be the most dominant team in the NBA. And then you're like, yeah, 10 years ago. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Yep. I mean, you know, when you have Anthony Street Clothes Davis on your team. Oh, God. I'll never get over that. Charles Barkley is the GOAT for that, bro. <laughs> Listen, as much as I've seen the comparison myself, I don't want anyone to ever compare AD to Tim Duncan ever again. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. No, absolutely not. I, I don't even think how that's a comparison. I've definitely heard that comparison before. And uh, I don't want to ever hear that shit. That is, that is blind. That is blasphemy. That is blasphemy. That is that's preposterous. <laughs> that is preposterous. That is that. I don't even know how you compare them. That yeah, because you, you, like you, you don't. You don't compare them. You, you just don't. That's. And then you know it's. 
I'll tell you, like the, the foundation of how the Lakers are right now, it's just based off of, you know, poor personnel decisions, a lot of LeBron taking too much control. And a lot, a lot of things is like LeBron's had a history of going like, you know, with, with Cleveland and to an extent Miami with franchises to where when he showed up, he could be bigger than the franchise. He could be bigger than the franchise, especially Cleveland, where he could be bigger than the franchise, do his own thing. And also he was younger, you know, he could take over the franchise and you know, what I say goes, and this was, you can't do that with the Lakers. You can't, you can't. There's too much legacy, too many championships, too much legendary thing. You know, you, there's Magic, Kobe, you know, you could go on a million of these players. You can never be bigger than the Lakers. Uh, yeah. You're, you're absolutely right. And I don't, you know, I don't want to discredit him because obviously what he's doing at, you know, 30, what, 6, 37 years 37. old. 37. 37. I don't want to discredit that. And obviously moving up to number two, on the all-time point scoring, you know, is a huge feat in its own, right? And yeah, you know, number two in scoring in 150 less games. Yeah, so I don't know. <laughs> well, that's that's ridiculous. Like, you know, no matter uh, how fucking shitty the Lakers have been this year, like that's just like that. I have to fucking yeah. I, I can't right, and I can't dis- I can't discredit that stuff. You know, but yeah, I, I agree with you, little Jake. Uh, the Lakers are just way too big of an organization, and I know at this point, who knows if he's really even ring chasing anymore? Like, is he stat chasing? Like, does he want that number one? Because because yeah, yeah, title. A lot of like like as we've talked with Phil about this, it's just like LeBron seems to be cool as long as he gets his he gets his numbers in. Like, okay, okay, we're getting blown out by thirty, but I got my numbers in, right? Who cares? It kind of feels like that sometimes, you know. Um, let me tell you, I, I feel like that that may be where he is because I feel like in, to himself, he feels he's earned his own. He, he, clearly, he has earned his legacy. But it's right. like he's just kind of with, all right, let's just pop these numbers up now, make myself, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how to describe so, it. So can I, can, I, can I chime in real quick? Ahead, Are we yeah, just not going to talk about how fucking terrible Russell Westbrook has been this year? Oh no, I've I've done a, a, a lot of shitting on Russell Westbrook. People get sick of it. Russell well, Westbrook- I was talking about right now. Like we, we talked about a whole lot of LeBron James. Let's talk about how bad the rest of the team has been. Absolutely. Like, yeah, no, no, you're 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 absolutely right. So well, like, Russell was- Westbrook has been awful. Anthony Davis can't stay on the floor. I mean, like the 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 the, the, the guys that LeBron has been playing with this year have, have not helped matters. Like, I mean, yeah, you gotta, you gotta give, you gotta give your, your, your typical blame to LeBron James. I get it. I understand it. He's the, he's the leader of that team. And yes, he has exerted poor leadership this year. I will say that, but to, to say it's undyingly his fault that I, I can't, I can't agree with that. Oh, no, 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 absolutely. I I don't, I, I never want to put the blame, like blame fully on him. No, I mean, because obviously basketball is a team sport, right? I mean, there's five guys on the floor. There's 12 people on the team or, you know, 15 people on the team that also sit on the bench. There's uh, coaches, there's assistants, right? So, yeah, I don't want to put the full the full weight on him. Obviously, being LeBron James, the full weight does go to him, unfortunately, because it is L.A., because he because is LeBron who, James. And also because of who he is, you know what and I mean? Because if of he, who he is, right. If you want to be considered the greatest of all time, you got to take that heat. You know, you know what, you know what, I, I, I feel like, you know, early, like 
I mean, this is LeBron James we're talking about, right? And, uh, you know, it's it's crazy that a 37-year-old LeBron James is still getting held to the standard of a 27-year-old LeBron James. Like, I mean, you know, like that that's 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 kind of kind of why, why I started like hey like I still want to appreciate the things that he's doing at the age of 37 like he's still dropping 30 points a game getting his double you know and stuff like you know but at the same time like yes this Lakers team has been awful and it's not just him it's and a lot of and a lot else. of a lot of perspectives on that is um due to due to the pedestal a lot of people put him on still you know what I mean and mm-hmm. a lot of like a lot of his hardcore fan base, you know, those guys too. It's just that that's why that's why he's held to that because whenever, you know, he has a shining accomplishment, like, yes, let's praise him. But then, you know, let's give him his equal blame too. That's just my thoughts. But to Russell Westbrook. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've always been critical about Russell Westbrook. And if I'm just going to flat out say it, he's soft. He's that's just, he, he's soft. He's out there playing these games. He's talking with these fans, letting letting a Joe Schmo like me get in his head. Okay, bro, you've literally done more than anybody, almost almost anybody else, other than the guys you're playing against or with. Everybody else in that arena hasn't done ten percent of what you've done in your life. Why are you letting them rent that much space in your head free? Like you, you that's that's some that's some ego, mental issue stuff going on there. Like how how can you like it? it Kobe Kobe is sitting up. Watching this team nodding his head every time, saying "soft." <laughs> I agree. I have to agree with. That. <laughs> like, to, yeah, he has been. He's been awful this year. I mean, like, I mean, he's got like two hundred and seventy turnovers this year. Mm-hmm. That's uh, it, uh, compared to all right. So he has four hundred and ninety-seven assists with. 270 turnovers like that's like not even a two to one ratio yeah like that's awful that is awful that is bad you know and uh let's not let's not even uh talk about the 43 percent field goal percentage the 29 percent three-point percentage and the 67 percent free throw percentage i mean he's like, I mean, you look on paper, right? You look like you look at his points per game, right? And you're like, oh, he's scoring 18 points a game, 7.1 uh, assists per game, and 7.5 rebounds per game. All right, he's taking a little dip in numbers, but, I mean, that's still above league average. And then you look at the field goal percentage and the free throw percentage and the turnovers, and you're like, oh, yeah, well, okay, that's why they're so bad. You know, like you gotta, you're, you're gonna expect, you need to expect more out of your starting point guard. Like, yeah. And I, I had, I had this conversation with uh, somebody at work and, um, cause we were talking about Russell Westbrook and, uh, and like, I feel like it's one of those things where, like, I don't want, you know, this, this year, I don't, I don't, I think people are, you know, they're calling him bad this year, but they need to understand, like, that is this year. Like, this is still a guy that averaged, a triple double or whatever, or had three you know, times, three, three times in his three, career, three consecutive seasons, not he, dismissing his career at all. He's had a great career. Yeah. Former but, MVP. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but this year has been bad. It has been. And, it, and I completely agree with that. And, you know, so all those years in OKC, but I think people 
again, being in the LA media, you know, don't, aren't, aren't really, some people aren't really respecting what he did between 08 and 2019 (laughs) and OKC. You know, they just look at, oh, well, he didn't really do much in Houston. He didn't do much in Washington. And now he's in LA and he just kind of stinks. And, you know, they're taking those last three years rather than those, these past, you know, 15 years. Well, I mean, let's call it how it is, though. I mean, he's kind of, uh, I mean, his his production has kind of declined. I mean, he, he, age is starting to creep up to him. Like, yep. that's one of those players. Absolutely. That, like, Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, his production has declined. You know what I mean? He's just not the same player that he used to be. You know, we're not, that's not, not taking away nothing uh, from his career. Obviously, multiple-time All-Star. The guy's going to be a Hall of Famer one day. You know, not taking any – I mean, the guy did something nobody had done since fucking Oscar Robinson. You know what I mean? Like, that's – that's, you know, nothing to bat an eyelash at, but, uh, right. you know, yeah. but I, I mean, I just, you know, like if you, if you're talking, if you're a Lakers fan, you like the, you want the Russell Westbrook from five years ago, the one that won MVP, uh, you know, the year after KD left, uh, you're not, you don't want this 2022 Russ. You want 2017 Russ. Like you don't want this Russ. You're looking to get rid of this Russ. Yep. Yeah, you need to wipe the rust off your shoulders. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, so uh, your guys' favorite to come out of the West, still the Phoenix Suns? Or who you guys got? Want, say your f- absolute, if you had to pick one, who's your favorite to come right. out of the West? My my finals right now, readjusted. As some time's gone along, I'm going to say – Give me Phoenix. If it, I'm going to go Phoenix, Miami right now. That's how I'm feeling right now. That's how I'm feeling. All right. Um, so with with the way that everything has been playing out right now, out of the East, uh, I think Milwaukee will be back. And give me Milwaukee and the Seattle Superstar. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, oh, my God. oh, shit. I had no idea. No. Yeah, no, uh, you know, give me, give me Milwaukee, and I think something crazy is gonna happen. And give me Memphis. Mm-hmm. We live in Memphis, baby. Man. Okay. Uh. So, as much as the Golden State Warriors have struggled with in their last ten games, going four and six in their last ten games. I mean, you can't deny the championship pedigree of a Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and Draymond Green. And, you know, they got Andre Godala back, so he plays a role in that too. Um, <clears throat> I still feel like with their struggles as of late, that is a team I do not want to run into in the playoffs. Um I think it's going to be between the Suns and the Warriors in the West, um, and I, I, I'm going to have to go with I'm going to have to go with the Warriors. I'm going to say Warriors Celtics. I'm going to change it from uh, Bucks Warriors to Warriors Celtics. Ugh, man, nobody wants to see the Warriors in the finals again, Jake. Damn it. Well, I I know this, but I mean, I got to go with the most logical answer. It's the most logical answer. I don't care what people don't want to see. That's the answer I'm going with. Team that literally ruined the NBA for five years. 
made it so boring. Oh, well, it'll the, be boring for another. Who's going to the finals this year? Oh, it's the Warriors again. <laughs> you want Warriors and Cavs part four? No. <laughs> well, at least this one will be more exciting. I don't think so. Well, that's your opinion. There's no excitement in me seeing that shit again. No, then you don't have to watch it. <laughs> you don't have to watch it. Uh, yeah, no, I. If that's the finals. I am. I my eyes are glued to the screen. Absolutely. WWE booking. All right. Um, I think that I think that's it though. I think that covers our NBA standings. Uh, for for now, until we we get back into it. Um, so I uh, want to take the time out to thank you guys for joining us for this video. We really appreciate it. Make sure you stay on the lookout for other videos such as such ones like this. I guess uh, you can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at KFRSPRTSCast. Uh, you can watch these videos on YouTube, and you can also watch them on Facebook and other places where videos are streamed. I think I don't know. I don't know if I've really put them out there that way yet, but I'll figure it out. Um, anyways, uh, if you can't watch these videos, then you can listen to them on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Anywhere that you go, we can go with you. And again, thank you guys for tuning in. We really appreciate you guys, and we will talk to you later. This has been BG Brian Gilbert, Big Sexy Jacob Raider, and The Heel Jacob Bradley. We will talk to you guys later. Peace out. Big Sexy out.